Welcome back to Coffee and Comic Books. This is episode one. Um, I'm Autumn. I'm joined uh, by Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. And this time we read um, The Rest of Here, or Here 2014. You can listen to episode zero, um, which as we're recording this, I just put out in the Patreon feed today. Um, But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll give a little more background here in a minute, uh, but before we get into here, I was going to ask you, Rick, is there any, um, like, anything you read this week, comics-wise, that you want to just, like, shout out? <clears throat> like, sure, anything that really I'll jumped mention. out to you? So I've been doing a thing where I've been uh, organizing my comics, which means uh, half organizing and half reading comics randomly. <laughs> As anyone who tries to organize books knows, you just kind of open books, start flipping through them. Yep. Um... And the one that caught my eye is, I believe it was Jackson who recently read um, the Leji Matsumoto stuff. Oh, yeah. And I have comics that are uh, adjacent to that, but that you cannot buy or you cannot get anymore because they're not, they're not in sale anymore for legal reasons. Oh. So uh, these are called, um, they're SF, Supplemental Files, and there's three of them, A, B, and C, and they're by Ryan Cecil Smith, and they're from like the 2010s, odd, early, late aughts. And what they are is they are uh, risograph printed reconstructions of Leji Matsumoto, uh, Queen Esmeralda's comics. Huh. And they they look like, they're just like, they're basically those comics, but they're in uh, risograph and they look absolutely outstanding. And they, they're the first actually Leji comics I read because it was bef- they came up before that stuff was all dealed up to be put out in English. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So this was the first place a lot of people were able to first read that stuff, which is kind of wild to think about. Uh, One second, I'm going to get you the cover of this because just to see what I'm talking about, because it looks like few things do these days because it's like manga styled, but through old dual risograph printing. Here's the cover to one of them. Oh, this is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, for obvious reasons, the artist did not keep putting these in print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very cool. This is nuts. Okay. Huh. <clears throat> and the interiors are all like, it's all like uh, single colors on each page. So it's like blue and then pink and then green. And then it just goes through all the colors. Huh. Yeah, it's sick. Huh. I don't even know what to say about that. That shit's fucking cool. I'm just kind of like taking in everything in this page you sent me. Uh, let's... Let me find the other... The actual interiors, because... So many children just like floating through space on this page. Oh, that's... That's how that comic goes. Yeah, that comic (laughs) is wild. Um, here is... As as an example of where that comic goes, uh, 
uh, here's what it looks like inside. Oh, this is fucking sick. I love <laughs> how they do the lettering in this. Yeah. Yeah, redrawn from, it's great. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been looking at. My thing is way less out there than that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should mention, that, um, so um, uh, the artist went on from this to do like actual like his own like universe of science fiction stories. They're just like small like like web comics. And the third one, the last one that came out, has probably the best tagline of anything I've ever read in a very long time. And the tagline of that story is, if you make a promise in space, you have to keep it or you die. <laughs> it's just very good. <laughs> That's good. And it's just like this little kid who gets um inducted into like the science space force to go fight off pirates. So it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> well, you better That's fucking good. keep your promises, I guess. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, I um Nora and I were at um one of the comic shops in the neighborhood. I feel incredibly blessed that we've got two comic shops in our neighborhood. Um, we were at the one that I like a little bit less today for a little bit. And I picked up um, Dracula Motherfucker uh, by Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson. Uh, I don't really, I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I knew that um, those two had gone on um, War Rocket Ajax to promo it uh, last year when it came out. <clears throat> But it is basically, I, I couldn't remember, like, what they said in the episode, but it's basically just, like, sort of like a 70s exploitation-style Dracula story. Um, it's, like, 50 pages and change, I want to say. It's, like, a one-shot. It's pretty small. Um, the main thing is that uh, Erica Henderson um, is rockly taking off the weights of uh, the big two comics that she's been doing the last few years, and she just, like, goes fucking nuts in this book, and it's... So good. It's so good. Um, I'm going to see if I can send you a page from this because it's just like, um, like for listeners, um, <clears throat> like Dracula in this is just like this abstraction of like eyeballs. Um, like, you don't like he doesn't have a face. He just has fangs and like a million eyes. Um, and it's all just like the most saturated, the most... Um, um, it's, like, a hard to follow the action sometimes, like, purposefully so, because, like, it's just, like, these, like, really blown-out visuals, these really, like, psychedelic visuals, and it's so fucking cool. Um, oh, that looks really sick, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Here's, here's the, like, big double-page spread of Dracula from this book. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> the eye thing's really cool. <laughs> um... Yeah, the story, I, honestly, I kind of lost the thread of the story, because at a certain point, I was just kind of, like, looking at um, the pages, but, like, that, also at the same time, happen. I was able to follow it just fine, you know? Yeah. That can often happen, especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if that sounds interesting to people, it's, like, 50 pages. It took me, like, 10 minutes to read, so I would highly recommend it. Um. Erica Henderson, absolutely like the best artist who is working on big two stuff for the last couple of years. And, uh, really glad to see her not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, otherwise I guess we just couldn't talk about here. Um, 
So I did a bit of this last time, but yeah, uh, please. a bit more history on this. Uh, so uh, Pantheon was known before this came out for print, for publishing two comics, basically. One of them was uh, David Mazzuchelli's uh, Asterius Polyp, which I don't know if you've read. I want to, because I know his, um, like, after he gets out of doing superhero stuff, he goes in a lot of different interesting directions. So I want to read that yeah. one of these days. That was 2009, and then 2012 was Chris Ware's Building Stories, which is that giant book full of, like, 16 different comics of all different sizes. And then this was announced, and uh, it was actually met with a lot of people going, why are you making a 300-page book out of a six-page mini-comic? <laughs> which, to be, f- like, that's fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you told me what this was going in, it's like, oh, yeah, they took this six-page story, and they decided that, that it was really influential and decided to make a 300-page book out of it for, like, 20 years. Like, yeah, that, that'd be a really strange thing, too. Yeah. But, and then this book came out, and everyone was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking good. I kind of expected it would be good, um, if only because like you had recommended it, um, and I assumed you wouldn't recommend like something that sucked. But um, <laughs> holy shit, this is good. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit last time about how um, this kind of blows up the concept of here, and specifically like. What I want to get at when I say that is, like, here, the strip um, is, like, I think it, I think each page has six panels, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's all, like, you know, normal, like, A4 pages with six panels. This book is all double-page spreads, full color, um, and so, like, the space is just so much more expansive in this book. Um both like literally physically there is more space and also like <clears throat> the color just introduces a whole other dimension to the to the I almost said the story I don't know that there's like a story per se <laughs> but there is but there isn't but there is <laughs> uh-huh. um but yeah the color just adds a lot to what this thing is um it's just really fucking incredible um, I think one of the one of the smart like just to start at the starting like one of the smartest things this book does is the first like six pages are like just empty shots of the room in the different and like each time period is in its own color palette so mm-hmm. even if you're not like completely following what's happening in this book like the colors are doing the work for you kind of in the background of like as you perceive them to like link with a specific era in your mind while you're reading yeah I so, um. Like, yeah, go ahead. For me, like, I noticed, like, when I first started reading the book, I was going really slow and, like, really taking in each page. And as the book was going on, I was just kind of, like, flipping through it quicker and quicker, uh, in part because that that color palette being so strongly established early on just kind of lets you uh, get a little more situated to where you can flip through quickly um, and still follow things as the book goes on, you know? Yeah. I guess there is also a plot here. It is kind of about Ben Franklin. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like that, that that bit is like the central like chunk of the, of the book. Yes. Um, So, (laughs) which is weird because Ben Franklin didn't even, well, okay. So, (laughs) If if people didn't listen to episode zero, um, and I can't imagine that you 
wouldn't going into this episode, but just in case, um, the sort of concept is that like. <clears throat> oh yeah, we should probably say that. Huh? <laughs> I should. I realized I should also say who all worked on this book. I will. I will do that, but I will explain the concept. Um, so Richard McGuire's name is on the cover. He is the like writer and main artist. Um, there is also Min Choi, who is the production designer. Um, Mael Delevue, uh is the colorist, and um, Karen Katz is the quote development artist and flatter. Um, I just wanted to shout them out because, like, you know, I think the colors do a lot of heavy lifting on this book, and I feel like um, I almost feel like those three people deserve cover credits along with Richard McGuire. <laughs> yeah, um, I've read that it's like a team, like like he's doing the coloring too, but it's like a team thing. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, they should all be on that cover. Um, but yeah, if people don't recall or didn't listen to the last episode, the, the sort of concept is that you see this room and like on the first page, it's like the room as it was in 1957. And then on like the next page, you might see that page in 2015. And then as it goes on, they sort of like lay in certain like panels within panels. And so like the main wide shot might be this room in 1967, but like Inside of that, you're seeing a little slice of that room as it was in 1990, or as it was in 5 million BC, or as it will be in 10,000 years. Uh, I think, not 10,000, I think they only go up to like 2,600 is like the farthest they go, but you know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they. It, it's sort of about, you know, the... Let's see this one space and juxtapose a bunch of different times over it. Um, and what does that juxtaposition get us to? And, you know, uh, I think on Richard McGuire's website, he mentions, uh, I, I think this is a little bit of a joke, but he described this as an art book masquerading as a comic. And I I don't think that's like far from wrong. <laughs> you know? I don't think it, I don't think that's true that much at all, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it definitely like... It, here, I'll let you talk. Like, why do you why do you feel differently? So, I think this book. What I like about this book so much is that it takes one uh, idea about comics and basically does the most you could do with it. Like, it only cares about one thing, which is what you can do within a panel. Mm -hmm. And it basically just does that for three hundred pages and nothing else. Like, to the extent that you could do that, because each page is uh, marked by the year at the top, so each page can be read as an individual panel. Right. <laughs> um... So, like. It's just like zoomed. It's it's both zoomed in and zoomed out of what that expression can be in comics. Yeah, like it's exploring. Just like it, it really does. Just like exhaust like every bit of the idea that you could uh, do in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I I'm especially like a fan of any any of the panels that will like. Like, pretty early on, there's, like, four pages in a row where you just see, like, one kid, like, doing a handstand. Like, he, he starts, you know, like, <clears throat> his hands on the ground and his feet on the ground. And then you just see, like, slowly him, like, getting into a handstand. And it's just, like, cool the way that you see, like, the the tiny little moments in time um, treated with, like, equal amounts of weight as the, like huge jumps in time of the like jumping back five million years or whatever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and like that's on the same pages as like, there's a group of five kids having their picture taken every like few years. Yes. Yes. 
Um, it's so there's so much, and then that's after like those same people are on a couch, uh, telling uh, a joke as one of them is about to like as so <laughs> it's four people mm-hmm. telling a joke about a doctor about someone in the joke being dying as one of the people is about to die as <laughs> there's a house in the background that is about to burn down. Yes. Um, we, we talked in the last, uh, episode about how, um, it's really impressive. The, the six page strip, like, um, does so much with like the land that this house was built on is like stolen from native American people. And that is a theme that recurs, um, like, I found it so interesting how that is one of many themes that, like, comes up in the book. And a lot, I guess, hmm, how am I trying to say this? I guess, like, a lot of those themes uh, are present in the strip, but the way that the book dives into it, like, so much more is really fascinating. Um, there's, like, very early on, I was like, oh, this book is more about, like, childhood and growing up um, and raising children. Um, and then it like sort of shifts from that gradually into other themes, shifts from that into the colonialism piece, shifts from that maybe to like, you know, we, we started the book talking about like birth and and raising children. And then the end of the book, uh, ends up getting into more themes of like death and dying. Um, and I just, I just think it's like cool the way that like, what the book is about, like, kind of shifts from, like, you know, section to section. And it's not, like, it's not, like, cleanly divided. There's no, like, chapter markers. It just sort of, like, gradually Mm. makes that move. I also didn't realize, the first time I read this, I hadn't read the original strip. Mm -hmm. And the opening narration in this book is um, a lady walking into a room, and uh, she forgot why she's in there. But the last page in the book is her finding that book on the table. Oh, right. Which is her coming back to this story going, why am I here again? God, oh my God, I didn't make that connection. I wanted to like, this. I feel like this is a book that's really, I, I read through this one time before the show completely, or mm-hmm. maybe like one and a half times, because I like started it earlier last week and didn't finish it, and then today I just read through the whole thing. But anyway, I feel like this is like a thing that is just going to like, reward like a lot of rereads um and like sitting yeah. with it um there's a page early ish maybe at the mint point even and i can't find it now where somebody like says um it's it's like a ju- like they're listening to the radio and somebody's like oh it's like a jukebox you know you just kind of put songs on and however they said something so clever that I felt like described the book and now I cannot find it. And it's going to drive me nuts, but it's fine. (laughs) I know the thing you're talking about and I can't think of where it is also. (laughs) God damn it. I took a screenshot of it and I, this damn Kindle fire is such a pain in the ass to find screenshots. Also like, um, Conan O'Brien's in this book. Yeah. Conan O'Brien's in this book for like one page. (laughs) It's wild. I didn't see that the first time either. I was like, Oh, that's the Conan show, isn't it? Huh? I actually noticed it the very first time because I was uh, eating breakfast with Nora um, and um, oh, the the quote I was looking for is on the Conan O'Brien page. Nice. I like pointed him out. I pointed him out to Nora. I was like, oh, look, that's your guy because she hates that guy. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's like early on. um, 
the, the little quote is, you find yourself singing a song, then you realize the, lyri- the lyrics are the perfect commentary on your thoughts. Your subconscious has picked them like a jukebox. That's literally like what the book is, you know? Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. you're just like reading through it and maybe I'm connecting all these things about, oh, it starts with like childhood and it ends with death, but maybe someone else reads it and they, they draw something totally different out of it that I didn't see, you know? Um <clears throat> I, I so think are, it's I think it's really cool the way you can project onto this book. So there are a couple really like like really really impressive sequences in this book that I, I like a whole lot, and mm-hmm. one of them is the Ben Franklin the, or what what is the Ben Franklin thing? Yes, so yes. The way that works is that there is a couple walk. So this is um, the panels in this book are about a specific plot of land, but across the street from that land is a very important house. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the panels are before the house was built, but you can see up the, the the driveway to that house. And there are people walking up to it, and there's a woman and a man. And the the lady's asking the guy not to fight with his dad on this party about um, politics. And the guy's like, well, my dad's a terrorist. I have to argue with him. <laughs> and you get to later in the book, and that, that is Ben Franklin coming up to this house because the guy is like a, a monarchist in the United States and they're going to have a fight about uh, the civil war. Right. Right. And then it goes from there to like, they, they have this fight as like everything's breaking down in the other panels. Like there's someone sticking their head through a roof. Cause there's a hole in it. Cause there's water dropping mm-hmm. as like everything's building up and building up. And then they have their fight in the middle of the night. And then the next page is every time something bad has gone wrong in the house, basically like there's a, there's two guys having a fist fight in the middle yeah. of the, the, as someone broke their like shoelace on a thing. And then the next page is more of that. And then it's um it's like a hundred years from now and uh rising waters, because I believe that's in that would be in New Jersey. Yes, yes. If it's Ben Franklin, because then that's it's all flooding. And then there's every insult ever thrown in the house on the pages and in different years. It's, it's so good. And then it goes from that to the guy from the beginning uh continuing to fall over and die. And then goes to that to everyone losing, like everyone slowly starts losing, like either their belongings or their conception of space and time. And then it goes from that into just like t- six pages of just the big open landscape as it goes back in time and shows you how everything got to here. And, and it's like this impressive mix of like watercolors and like pencil sketches that's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. it's it's <clears throat> so unreal and so good. And then the, the one after that is actually right after because it is. Um, there's a shot of an indigenous person hunting a boar, I believe, or something in the woods. Yeah. And there's a couple who is uh, the guys out there to paint um, the, like a hill or something. And the girl is asking him why he won't paint her. Yeah. And then so the arrow keeps flying through the air very slowly. And then it hits its mark on the same page where there is a girl getting ready for a prom. And someone's playing pin the tail and docking on their screen behind that. So it's like the bullseye was hit like 60,000 years later or something. <laughs> As all this, the background is all just like various shades from like three, 3 million BC and whatever. It's so it's fucking such... good. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like just like good like spreads of like there's a spread of all the times someone danced through the, the living room. Yeah. Or there's like the Halloween parties are really good. Um, There was something else like in the midst of all that that i was i wanted to shout out let me see if i can find it here um 
Oh, I'm sure I'll find it later. Oh, just is it like, the bird page? Because the bird page is sick. Yes, the bird page. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because, yeah, the, lady, the girl goes to the window and goes, hey, we just showed up. I'm trying to read. And there's a bird outside. And the bird flies in. And, starts <laughs> and there's, so like, good. a dozen, like, inset panels that all say 1998. And it's just this fucking bird flying around <laughs> the living room. It's so, so good. good. Um, and, and that also comes up later as there's like uh, people building the house and it's the one guy in 1907 at different stages of the construction all over the different parts of the building. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing, the thing that like really just like made me lose my fucking mind. Um, Cause it's like, there's a lot of stuff uh, in this book that I think like comes from the strip and is like sort of expanded out. Um, one of the things that I felt like the strip, didn't it like totally unique to this strip um is that like or unique to the book i should say um is that throughout the book we'll get like people leaving the house and they're like got your wallet got your keys got your um yeah um, oh yeah <laughs> got your watch and, and so we see that a whole bunch of times all through the book and then near the end um you get like in 2213, this um, this woman who I think is supposed to be like a hologram, maybe, um, uh-huh. is like showing them, like, look, back back in like the 20th century, people lived here in what was called a house, and they had many things like watches and wallets, and like she explains the concept of keys to these like tourists and it's uh-huh. so fucking funny and also it's like the most visually striking page in the whole fucking thing it's so good yeah yeah <laughs> just explaining the, to these people the concept of a watch <laughs> it's like a it's like a 250 page like payoff to a joke yes <laughs> it's so yeah and then also uh, that's not even the end yeah like, cuz uh, the one with the okay uh, the first page with that the, with the flower that where it splits the page for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that animal? Um, God, in, I have in no the background. fucking clue. I w- I stared at that thing so much <laughs> trying to figure it out. I can't I can't fucking place that shit. Is it a duck horse? Maybe or a goose? Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, and like um. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, the the also the part about that that uh, wallet keys thing is that if you the, the original page where comes up, uh, the husband says uh, check, and then the wife says watch wallet keys, and then the, the other one she says watch wallet keys, and he says check the next year. Mm-hmm. So it's like a routine that's building up over the course of the book. It's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Also, just like. Yeah. It, it it was one of my favorite parts in the original strip, but seeing the people build the house in this, uh, mid, like, shortly before the tour guide, I think, um, is yeah, fucking yeah. rad. Just seeing the people build the house, that's cool. <laughs> that is, like, the coolest idea that you can do with this concept to me, is the building of the space. And in one of them, one of the segments of, uh, one of the segments of the house is, uh, 2005. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool use of the how the the wood the wood is paneling basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um There's just I'm trying and, to 
It is 300 pages, but it doesn't feel like 300 pages. No, like I said, like, you know, um, I started this book, like, going through it very slowly, like, trying to just, like, take everything in. Um, And I think the book certainly rewards that and encourages that. But I think also, like, once I hit my rhythm with this book, I just, like, ate up the whole thing in, like, 20 minutes. You know, like, once I decided, ah, I'm going to go through this a little quicker, like, it really just breezes right by you, you know? The other one that's really good is there's a there's a sequence of um, an, a father who has broken his hip in a guest bedroom. Yes. And um, there's a there's a family playing charades like six. It's probably him actually playing charades like 60 like years earlier mm-hmm. or 40 years earlier. And um, he can't hear what his son's saying. And he, so he's trying to interpret to his dad like the charades ladies doing it in the charade scene. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and then it goes from that into the rising waters <laughs> as he can't hear anything. It's just really good. And also, like, juxtaposed against it is, like, or right, bef- right before the game of charades um, is, like, a French colonizer um, meeting with, like, the indigenous people and, like, being just a total jackass and not, yeah. like, willfully misinterpreting them, you know? Uh-huh. And then you get in the same space that he is, like, willfully misinterpreting them. You get the game of charades um, 100 years later, 200 years <laughs> later, whatever it is. 300 years. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that, one of the other, actually, really, the last, like, what is it, like 10, 20, 10, 15 pages where it's all in black over like 1960, mm-hmm. but then it's everyone, every, it's every scene from the book to that point, uh, people walking throughout the, 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 the room as it were to the end. It's really good. Yeah. It's really then, fucking good. And then as people going, um, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Mm-hmm. And then the book ends. Yeah, like this book knocked me out on my ass in 2014, and coming back to it, it's done it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I think like, um, I I was really taken with strip, and um, I kind of knew I was like, okay, you know, um, it's full color, it's all you know, uh, double page spreads. This is gonna be like a more expansive thing. But, like, really getting into it, I was like, oh, my God. This just really, yeah, it knocked me on my ass. That's, there's no there's no better way to say it, you know? Have you seen um, uh, Conan's Katsy? I don't know how to say that word. The movie? No. The, with the Philip Glass score where they just show, like, cities moving, basically? Oh, no. I, I don't know jack shit about Philip Glass, really. <laughs> so this movie kind of feels like, this book kind of feels like those, but it's like, it's like, it's... It's not like as like like those can often feel like um like often when you describe something as like oh well the, the land's the same but everything changes and like dies on it it feels like it could be seen as like nihilistic yeah but this book doesn't it feels like the people in this book are just part of the scene in a way that it often doesn't in things like this yeah I think um. Like, I think one of the interesting things about, like, when the book shifts into, like, thinking about death is that I don't think it thinks about death as an end, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you you see um, there's a moment where people are 
on the floor. I want to say it's in like the 80s or 90s. I'm not going to find the page right now. But they're like watching the watching the TV and the TV is like, yeah, and then 80,000 years from now or whatever it is, the sun's going to burn out and will like the whole planet <laughs> yeah. will be engulfed in flames. And they're all just like, glad I won't be there for that. <laughs> um, And yeah, it's like, yeah, that's going to like, I almost expected to like flip the page and see the sun burning out. You know, <laughs> um, I don't think the book sees. I think the book sees all these things as just like moments that are all like equally important, and that like you know, there are there aren't a lot of endings in this book. You know, uh-huh. uh, one other thing that you might know: uh, the page with that uh, duck horse near the end. Mm-hmm. The next page after that, there's a there's half a TV screen. That smile is so familiar to me, and I don't know where it's from, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Let me see. Um, duck horse smile. The next, very next page. Um, let me see if I can... I think I'm in the wrong part of the book right now, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's the one with the big flowers. Oh, okay. At the end. God, I can't place this either. Fuck. That's, it looks so familiar, though, right? Yes. <laughs> it looks oh, like God, I can't I've seen place that this. shot in a movie, and I don't know where it's from. It's driving me nuts. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, I guess that cool. is, is part of how the book works too, because it's just like it's just like memories. Just yeah, yeah. The book is very much like in conversation with like memory as just a concept, you know? Yeah. It also, um, like, it feels often like, um, like, I don't read a lot of poetry, but it often feels like that. Like, each panel is, like, a line or, like, a word. Yeah, yeah. Inside um, each other panel, and then it just goes. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, here, let's just, like, appreciate this this moment, like, the... The beauty that is this moment, and then, oh, how might that fit in with the next moment to, like, make some meaning? But, you know, it's kind of just, like, let's put a bunch of, like, small, like, beautiful things together, and, um, you know, uh, see what, see, see what comes out of it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also do want to restate, like, there, there are six different art styles in this book, and they're all gorgeous, like, Yes. Please read this book if you're listening to this. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm really glad we started this because we started with this because like I I cannot I cannot describe to you just like how like I cannot describe to a listener like how cool it is I think the way that this moves through like watercolors, pencil sketches, like um like all the various like textures, all the various like um I think just the, lots the of orange things that go into this. I, book. I think the yellow house is like digital. Yeah, yeah. Even like yeah, definitely the the stuff from like 2015 is like, you know, looks pretty contemporary to like what you might find in like, you know, comics and web comics of of its day. You know, <clears throat> I hadn't considered if the art styles are trying to do like references to the time the t- top of the image is also referencing. Yeah, I have no idea. I I noticed it just because I I was scrolling through and landed on a page from 2015. And I was like, this kind of just looks like, like this 2015 <laughs> page just kind of looks like Chris Ware comics, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a background in art history, 
So <laughs> yeah, me the fuck either. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that might. That's kind of everything I have to say about this book. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's everything for me too. Like, it is just really good. Yeah, it's just really fucking good. Is the thing. <laughs> um. It is. It is cool, like, how many times, like, I guess that is another refutation of the, like, the the nihilism is that it is, a, like, there is a, it's being destroyed and rebuilt, like, constantly over the course of this. Mm-hmm. Like, that, um, so that presentation at the end with the holograms is after, uh, like, a nuclear disaster, it looks like, because there's a radio, radio, radiation counter on one of the pages. Yeah. And then after that is where the that flower and everything shows up because so that obviously didn't work either. Yeah, like you know, everything keeps moving. The 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 trees that were here are unfortunately gone, but like you know, yeah. to replace the trees there will be a house, and then to replace the house there will be like you know weirdo hologram tourist things, um, uh, or you know, <laughs> this is where the house is still standing. I forgot about the guy who like. It's, like, 2050, and, like, the guy is, like, showing the other guy how the holograms work, and he, like, sticks his head through a hologram or something (laughs) and becomes a baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very good. Uh, Do you have any, like, single pages that stand out to you the most? Um, The only thing that we hadn't mentioned... um, and I think we'd mentioned the page that this comes up on, but um, we didn't shout the specific thing out. But I think, like, my favorite um, little moment, and I'm trying to find it here to specifically, like, point it out. It's like, I think it's in when Ben Franklin and his son are having an argument. There's a page where you just see, like, um, in 1430, a wolf, like, taking oh, yeah. home, like, a big, like, hunk of meat. Um, I just thought seeing that wolf, like... I just think anytime like animals show up in this book is like fucking cool. Just as a reminder of like, hey, it's easy to like think about humans as like the center of life on Earth, but you know, sometimes there were just wolves walking around in this space too. Yeah, the one, the one. Uh, well, there's a T Rex too. That's really. Yeah, the fucking T Rex is rad. <laughs> uh, the one I think of all the time is there's one that's uh it's 1915 on the outside, and then in the middle of the living room uh, in 10,000 BC is a buffalo lying on the floor. Yeah, and then the other and, girl. And then napping. below that is a la- is a girl lying on the floor reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a really sleepy page in the middle of a of a living room. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, just um, really fucking cute when um, th- there's the two, it's 1609, and there's the two um, like Native American people sitting in the forest, uh, and she's like, oh, tell me a story, and he's like, ah, there's a oh, big yeah. monster in the forest, <laughs> the big monster wants to have sex all the time, <laughs> he and, like climbs um, onto her. <laughs> and, the, and the first page is um, a kid in a Halloween costume of a giant bear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, the, other, the other one that's good is uh, there's actually a lot of really cute small things. Like there's one that is um, there's three people that show up to the house and to tell the old lady that there might be like important native artifacts on this land. Yes. And she, she mentions she just loves all the colonial stuff in that conversation. But then uh, the guy goes away to go check out the backyard and the, the two kids start hitting on each other. Yes. It's so like sweet and perfect in the middle of this comic. <laughs> 
yeah it's really good um oh i i i i found the um the wolf page it's like kind of earlier and it's um it's juxtaposed against like the woman kind of she's she's carried over from the strip she's like um you know the more i clean the more it gets dirty um and then you just see like the on the same page, a wolf just, you know, carrying a, a hunk of deer through the living room that she's cleaning. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that kid shirt says uh, future transitional fossil, which is <laughs> pretty funny. Very true context. to what the book is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I got nothing else. If you got nothing else. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, I meant to talk to you off air about what book we should do next, and I didn't. Um, oh, do you have an idea? If you want to do something short, I could recommend something. Hit me. Uh, we could do the airtight garage. Heck yeah! Um, I might okay, talk. To, sure. I might talk to Nora about coming on for that because we were just talking today about trying to get her into European comics. Um, that would be fun. That book is wild. <laughs> <laughs> um. So maybe she will, maybe she won't. Um, regardless, listeners, we'll be back. Um, that'll be a, um, I guess that'll be our first like Patreon exclusive episode. I haven't decided if I'm making like a new tier for this or if I'm just putting it into the one or the five dollar. But um, regardless, that'll be Patreon exclusive, and then we'll be back. You know, if you're only listening to this in the free feed, we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh, whatever the next free episode is. Um. Rick, where could people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Combatler Rick V on Twitter. Uh, everything's there, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <clears throat> well, you can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at Autumnal. And you can go to exportodd.io. That'll take you to the Patreon page for the podcast network. At a dollar a month, you get access to, uh, you get like early access to a bunch of our shows like Gotham City Limits or Eight Stairwells or Hot Singles. Um, there's also on the Patreon page links to all the free feeds. So if you're just trying to find something you're looking for, like Ghost Divers, you can find that there pretty easy. And for $5 a month, you'll get uh, Pop Town Funk, a podcast where my wife and I goof off. And somewhere on that Patreon will be a tier. Possibly one of the ones already mentioned where you get uh, access to an extra episode of this show each month. So there will be one in the free feed and one in the uh, Patreon exclusive feed. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Pop Town's very good. You should pay for it. Pop Town's very good. Nora and I should probably watch the 100 tonight. Oh, right. <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> it's been three weeks since we've done that podcast. Uh, we got to get back on that shit. <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> yeah that'll do it for for that'll do it for us uh for this episode still don't have a sign off still didn't even think about a sign off until this exact oh moment. no not at all <laughs> nora and i were looking at um uh a bunch of like 2000 ad stuff today and now i want to say like tharg or whatever that's our sign off <laughs> we could read some of that if you want to i was i was gonna put um one of the things that nora and i were talking about is putting on the list just like 2080 has been putting out like best of like little samplers of like here's a little of dread and here's a little of strontium dog and here's a little of slain um and i was thinking about putting out what putting one of those uh sampler things on the list just so we could like you know i don't know the first fucking thing about 2080 so 
I know a bit. We could do some stuff if we want to. Anyway, don't have a sign-off at all. Nope. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.